You're listening to. Welcome to Asians in Baseball with your hosts, Kim Cooper, Naomi Ko, and Scott Okamoto. This podcast celebrates Asian and Asian Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander American baseball players in the MLB. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Asians in Baseball. It's I'm going to say it again. It's your favorite podcast about Asian baseball players. Is it not? If it's not, please don't tell us. We don't, you know, we don't need that kind of negativity. Um, we like well, to believe. Tell us what that- else you listen to, so so we can know. You know. I guess that's a good point. Yeah. We'll we'll get in on we'll get in on whatever you're listening to. Mm. You never have I, enough podcasts. Uh, there are too many podcasts, and I will not <laughs> listen to it. I don't even <laughs> listen to our podcast or any of our friends. Anyway, but on a better note, <laughs> welcome. It has been a very uh, so we recorded last on Friday, and then we were like, let's record again on Wednesday so that we can get back on a schedule. And we were like, there won't, probably won't be that much to talk about from over the weekend, but in fact. It was a double history-making weekend for Asians in baseball. Um, So let's start uh, chronologically, I suppose, right? Let's start up in the Bay, unfortunately. Um, Scott, you'll be excited. Um, We're going to talk about the Giants again. Because if you recall on our last episode, we talked about how uh, Blake Sable looked up to Sean Manaya. Um, as one of the only Polynesian baseball players, one of the only Samoan baseball players um, in Major League Baseball, and how cool he thought it would be to be able to uh, make history together as the first Samoan battery. And then what happened on Saturday, y'all? Oh, did, did they become the first Samoan battery in MLB history? They absolutely did. They absolutely did. A ball from that game is even going to the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. Incredible. That is incredible. That's really cool. Isn't that amazing? And he had, and Sean and I had a very good start. Six innings pitched, eight strikeouts, three hits, one run, one walk. Of course, I, I think there's like a curse now on Asian pitchers. Um, because the Giants did still lose. Hmm. Despite the history-making moment, they still lost. Mm. So well, they're trying to be the Angels. I guess everybody's trying to be the Angels, but why? There's so many teams that are trying to be the Angels. You guys, let's just why, stop. Why are they doing? Why are they doing this? Why are they doing? Come on! You know why? It's because people hate Asian excellence. That's I guess why. that's true. They were like, you can't have a history-making moment uh, and then also win the game. It would just be too much. Yeah. They're I mean, I'm happy. Funny. I'm happy that Sean still had a really good outing, but it's, it is like suck that they didn't they didn't win. The bullpen blew it for him. Wasn't <sighs> Sean's fault? No, and hey, it, it's a win for Sean Mania because I think last week, last week, last Friday, a few days ago, we did mention how rough the end of his season was last year for the Padres. So yeah. it's a good start. We love to see it. We love to see history making moments. Speaking of another history-making moment, yesterday, April 11th, yes, another (gasps) history-making moment. OMG. It's a good four days for us. It's Um, really good four days for us. Oh, my God. Yesterday, April 11th, 
our boy, Chejiman, he was struggling a little bit, but he hit his first homer of the season yesterday. Whiting! Whiting! And Bejiwan also hit a walk-off homer, three walk-off three-run um, homer for the Pirates to win to beat the Astros, which we always love to see that. Yeah, Suck it, better. Astros! Yeah. We love seeing Asians beating the Astros. But Absolutely. They made history for being the first pair of Korean-born players to homer in the same game on the same team. Incredible. History. Incredible. Yes. And, you know, last week, if you guys recall, we talked about how Bejiwon has a troubled past, and this does help. Yeah. This does help. But we, I think we still have – we just have to point it out every time we bring him up until mm-hmm. – so, so, so people know that our stance on it. Yes, because um, you know, because if we're gonna we're gonna shit on Trevor Bauer, which we should, of course, and we don't do. even speak. Yeah. Don't even speak that name. Even, I hate that name. And he wasn't even convicted of anything. You know, he, he didn't. Right. Um, so well, and also to justice- be fair, also to be fair, we shit on the Astros, and that yeah. what they did wasn't even against the law <laughs> it was just yeah. like shitty and most of the players that were part of the 2017 team don't play for that team anymore yeah but none of them condemned the racism that yuli yuli guriel did in the yeah. 2017 That's world true. series game they all defended when, him. yeah he's not racist. but he's nice but, right he's never been racist to me so he's not racist yeah. yes um, racist to a fellow latino yeah Okay. Um, but you know, I, that, that's all to say that it is important to, you know, just not, not let somebody's, uh, success like eclipse, you know, Something some, as some of these as sexual assault. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, but you want, like, even though we, we made the declaration yesterday, I told him that my DMs were open. Naomi Nuna was here to DMs know. are open solely for like for penance. Yes, penance counseling. <laughs> um I you know, here to tell him about like we don't say this to women, we don't we do don't, this to women. That's right. Harm yeah, women. Uh, yeah, you know, it's just like simple things, but uh, I just checked my DMs and all I have are just like fake Instagram influencer requests. So Mm. obviously, yeah. Anyway, but we'll give him time. We'll give him time. We'll give him time. It is, it is still, it it is still a a big deal for, uh, for like the success of, of the whole, even though it is always like a little bit stained. Yes. Yeah. Yes, but G Man, he did good too. So don't forget. You know, yeah, don't forget about G Man. G Man Choi was out there doing a good job. Yeah, <laughs> with no sexual assault history, so that we know of. That because we know. let's be real, I know. but men, men, men. But you know what? We love to see a healthy Chejiman, a Chejiman who's hitting homers again. Two Seeing, in two days. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Look at that, Chejuman. Good He's job. He's heating up. He's heating up. I yeah. saw also um, a little like post game thing when somebody, I don't remember who was like asking him like, oh, it's like you got you and uh, Bejiwan made history. What do you guys think? Of, like, what do you think of that, Chejuman? And he was like, jokingly, he was like, well, he took all the attention off of me. The attention should be on me. <laughs> and I was like, I agree. The attention should be on you. Yeah. Well, a walk off is. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. That's a walk off against the Astros. Pretty yeah. big. Yeah. Kim Ha Sung did it last week. 
Bejiwon did it this week. I know, Koreans, Kim- man. But speaking of other Koreans, nice. Kim Ha Song. Kim Ha Song is on fire. He is on fire. When the Padres were playing the Braves on April 9th, that was basically his game. I mean, it was also Nelson Cruz's game, but it was also hit mostly Kim Ha Song's game. This isn't a Nelson game. Cruz podcast, though. No. This is a this yeah. is a Kim Ha Song podcast. That's the geriatric baseball, geriatric <laughs> <and> baseball podcast. <laughs> but the exact op of geriatric and baseball is Kim Ha Song, who. He's, you know, he started off in the, in the top of the second with a double, and basically he started the rally. He inspired, you know, Nelson Cruz to hit a home run, and then Kim Ha-sung in the top of the fifth, he has a two-run homer, and he also had sick defensive plays. He cuts out Hill, Hilliard, um, who was attempting to, they were attempting to score the Braves anyway, but it, basically that was his game. Kim Ha-sung is on fire. They were, I was watching the recap, and they were like, oh, yeah, they, Kim Ha-sung, who played shortstop all last year, but now he's at second, but also he's at third. Wow, he's so great. And I'm just like, yes. Yep. Yes, commentators. He, he is so great. He what is. are we going to do about this? I don't know. I mean, I know what I would do if it was up to me, but. Yes, I unfortunately am not the yeah I'm not I'm not the general manager of the Dodgers and why not did anybody ask? What we're asking? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know if you know the answer to that. Why I'm not the GM of the Dodgers? Please call yeah, in. It's a fair Let question. Let us know. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also uh, I don't believe that we've ever talked about this this player on the podcast before. But while I was doing my you know going through profiling at the beginning uh, last week, um, I came across another player, Stuart Fairchild, who plays left field for the Reds. Um, I believe he's uh, Taiwanese and white. And uh, on the topic of extra base hits. Um, he hit an RBI triple also against Atlanta, obviously in a different game. He plays for the Reds, but, uh, you know, I gotta, gotta call that out. RBI triple is huge. Yeah. Any triple. Wow. Yeah. I did not even know that this guy is Asian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm out here with the eagle eye doing my best. Again, it's not a, fu- it's not a foolproof process, but, uh, I did get that one right, and it felt very. I I felt very excited. Um, so now, Stuart, we're we're rooting for you. Keep that bat hot. Keep yeah. it hot. I am currently looking through his Instagram right now, and I do see a photo that he posted of his mom and dad, and his mom is very Asian looking. This is great. There you go. That's great. There you go. So Just- if you're a Reds fan, you guys do have Stuart Fairchild. Left fielder. Look him up. Um, now we have to start paying attention to the Reds. I know. Well, we're paying attention to Stuart Fairchild. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> yeah. Let's not get nuts, okay? Ohio's a uh, rough one. That's... Yeah, yeah. Well, good to know that Stephen Kwan has a buddy in a couple cities over. Right. That's right. That's right. And on the... Uh, on. Now I'm saying on the topic instead of speaking of. Ugh, I got to work on this. Anyway, on the topic of uh, play, players that we might not have talked about on this podcast before. I know I definitely we don't talk about him a ton, but um, uh, this week there was a big week for Connor Wong, who's one of the catchers yes. for the Red Sox. Um, he 
he has is not the every usually the everyday catcher for the Red Sox, but according to CBS Fantasy, the current uh, the current like everyday catcher for the Red Sox, Reese McGuire, um, has not been able to catch guys um, who are trying to steal a base on him. Um, he has uh, he has allowed a league leading fourteen stolen bases. hasn't thrown a throw out a would be base stealer. That was on April 9th. Oof. That was that was an article from April 9th. And then on April 11th, they were like, Connor, get in here. And then Connor comes in and he throws out two guys in the same game. Connor's like, I heard that we need somebody to start throwing out guys. And Connor was like, I'm going to do it. And he nice. did it. This is what we love to see. Is he going to be our Yachty? Oh, my God. Connor, please become our Yachty. Connor please. or... or, or um. Uh, or Blake, either yeah. one of you, two, both two yachties, you yes, know, that would two be, yachties. That would that. be so lovely. And you know what's really, even though this isn't Asians in baseball topic, but it is a baseball topic. Uh, it was against the Rays, right? And the Rays continue to be undefeated. Insane. As as of we are speaking now, four nineteen Pacific Standard Time on Wednesday, April twelfth, twenty twenty three. The Rays are still fucking undefeated let me just quick open the mlb app so i don't i don't feel like i just shit how many games 11 12 currently i think they're at 11 okay i mean that's impressive but there have been 11 game winning streaks before but it's just the fact that it start started the season with with yeah oh yeah that's notable yeah it's currently the top of the third. The Red Sox are playing the Rays. Um, as I speak right now, Yu Chang is um, up to bat for the Red nice. Sox. But, but the Rays are already leading 3-0. to zero. This is crazy. This yep. is just okay, so it's weird. It's, 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 it's just not weird. bad, though. 3-0 yep. is not yeah. bad. They're no, still in it's it. just... Is, uh, just... is Connor in? Is Connor no, catching? No, Yu Chang is the only... Asian representing the Red Sox. God today. damn it, Red Sox! There's so you have so many Asians on your fucking platoon. My God, yeah. it's and not like you can play more than one at once. No, they I don't typically think you can. do. I think it's against the rules. They typically have been playing multiple Asians at once with the Red Sox because now we're going to just shift gears and start talking about the other Asians playing for the Red Sox. Reb Ref Snyder has been playing more because Adam yep. Duvall fractured his wrist. and Got his first home run. Yes, and he's just doing the work defensively. Mm-hmm. He he dove at center. He had a sliding grab at center field against the Rays a couple days ago because he was against just Against like, Randy Rosarena. Yeah. Very just smooth. Like, he was just like, mm, did you guys forget about me? He got a ribby against the Tigers. So, you know, Rob Snyder. I did see something on um, Fox Sports where they were talking about how now the Red Sox are really trying to find a replacement for Adam Duvall because it's a it's a fracture. Mm-hmm. He's in center field. It's rough. I'm like, you God, I wonder your- who else could play outfield for the freaking Boston Red Sox. I was just mm. like, I think there's somebody who has already had a track record of being a pretty decent defensive player and also being a pretty decent batter. I wonder who that guy is. His name is Rob Snyder. That's that's the guy. That's the yeah. guy. You guys don't really need to search for somebody else. They're already talking about who can we bring up from the minors. Well, if you give Rob Snyder more uh, chances at bat, his his average is going to 
it's going to get higher. That It's weird how things work like that in baseball. Right. Hmm. Is Adam Duvall a right-hander or a left-hander? Do we know? Because I just, I saw that something that was like, um, somebody <clears throat> commenting that it seems like uh, Alex Cora likes Rob Refsnyder more against left-handed pitching. So I wonder if that's the reason that they're they're like if Adam Duvall is a, um, yeah, he is a right-handed batter. So maybe I don't know. Well, regardless, damn, put the man in. Put the man in. You know, with you all your everybody's out here with your saber metrics. What about your little uh, just watching watching Rob crush it out there? How about that? It's like people yeah. just want to look at look at their screens instead of looking out in the field with their eyes. That's right. Open your eyes. I can't believe me, an Asian person, is telling you guys to. Open your eyes. <laughs> yeah. I actually played. Yeah. Oh, yeah. how the tables, tables have turn. turned. We love to see it. Let's see. What should we talk about next? There's a, there's a little bit of a a, a fade happening. Um, there's been a, a bit of a fade uh, in in Yoshida and a little bit of a fade in Anthony Volpe. Though this morning Anthony Volpe was not looking like he was fading at all. Mm. Um, but uh, Yoshida has has been is like settling in. It seems. Yeah, I mean, you can't can't stay hot the whole season so he started off yeah. hot and, and 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 by now the book's going around the league on, on how to pitch him so right he's got to adjust yeah yeah nbc sports said that his ground ball rate is currently 71 percent mm-hmm. um but the red sox had signed him to hit for power um to help replace xander bogarts who they traded um and uh they uh, what was this that I was reading um, maybe MLB was like as a means of comparison Bogarts only topped a 50% ground ball rate once in his career and it was during his 320 season in 2015 hmm. so um, alright the some last seven angle. yeah last seven games he's hitting 167 um, but you know he like right Scott's talked about this before that like okay these guys come out they're hot and then as you said like then the book starts getting passed around. People start figuring them out. And so then they start slumping. And then they start figuring out how they're getting pitched to. And so then they start doing good again. And then they start, then people make adjustments again. Yeah. So. It's a long season. And and the, the, the mechanics of a swing are very complicated, too. So right. players can develop, you know, a hitch or, you know, a loop in their swing or something. And, you know, it's just it's a 162-game grind of just trying to stay consistent and trying to keep your mechanics in order for pitchers too. you know, find their release point or find um, which side of the rubber they're going to try and pitch from or, you know, all these little, little tiny things that. Yeah. That yeah. Oh, or the fact that he didn't get his ball, his ball back. I mean, no. and that could be the curse, right? Yep. That's the curse. So whoever has it, just return you it. So this man, man can start hitting his ball. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause just he's in his ball back, right? Give him his ball back. It's a big weekend. Um, the Red Sox play the Angels this weekend. Uh, Masataka Yoshida has only faced Otani four times in his career, so uh, he is excited for that. And, yes. uh, you know, it, it's Asian versus Asian, so it's hard to say who will want to win, but... Uh, I, I do want to briefly just want to go a little bit off topic, but it is the Boston Marathon this weekend. Mm-hmm. Shohei Otani will be pitching on the mound on Monday on Patriots Day. On um, Marathon Monday. Con- 
Yes. And also, I guess, um, David Ortiz is going to be, uh, is like the, what do you call the people? Who the are Grand like Marshal. The Grand Marshal of the of the parade. And Pretty sure he's not running on, it. No. Maybe. <laughs> no, we... we Otani we, might we, run it, but... <laughs> <laughs> I think that's one one area where I think I have Otani bested. Marathons? I've run a marathon. Oh, hey. He has not. All right. Well, don't don't put it in his mind. He'll be like, oh, well, shit, I'll run a marathon. <laughs> that's true. He's like, hmm, somebody thinks I can't run a marathon. Hang on. Let me it. pitch this game, and then I'll go run the marathon. Let me pitch this game, yeah. then let me like deadlift 400 pounds, yeah. and then I'll go run and a marathon. Then, yeah, get a snack. No big deal. Yeah. yeah. Take a nap. Just no big deal. But on Twitter, people have been talking about how excited they are to see Otani. They're talking more about the game against the Angels because Otani is going to be yeah. pitching, and it's mm. going to be- everyone outside of Anaheim is more excited to see Otani. Yeah, they really, they but really are. But that's big because the Boston Marathon is huge in Boston. Yeah, um, unlike mm-hmm. the Los Angeles Marathon here in Los Angeles, <laughs> but in Boston, the marathon's huge. So if there's like competition for attention, I mean, I guess like it would be different times. The marathon's in the morning, and the game will be yeah. at night. But I wonder how many uh, mar- marathoners will be going to Fenway Park after. Um, after the marathon, just to watch Otani, like when that you would feel, be tight. That would be you huge. Feel refreshed, recharged. You might. Fall I would feel very. I feel game. very tired. I yeah. would feel. <laughs> I would. I would be sitting the entire time. But mentally, I'd be excited. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know how you mentioned Volpe earlier. Yeah, just, let's move to him. But um, he he only got one hit against the uh, against the Guardians today. I'm looking at the the stats this morning the Yankees and the Guardians played and Kyle Higashioka he and um Isaiah Kiner Falafa all played today so we had our, our Asian our Asian lineup um but not in order they're all they're all a little split apart damn it but Aaron Boone it's okay because guess who's the person who starts the rally for the Yankees for them to win the game against the Guardians today who it was Kyle Higashioka. Yay! At the top of the fifth, he singles and two Yankees score. And he's the one who starts starts it all, and then the Yankees win. And yeah, okay. And we're not happy that the Yankees won, but they are currently the team playing the most Asians at the same time. Yes. So. Um, right. And just to, to give Anthony Volpe his shine, too, he did hit a leadoff double this morning, um, and he got like a sick double play in the game, too, so... Love it. They were we all they it. were all doing it. So uh, as as with uh, Yoshida, he's just he's adjusting. And I was reading some interesting stats in the New York Post um, about him. But anyway, regard like in the last couple of years um, of his professional career in the minors, um, he does start kind of slow, and then hmm. once he heats up, he really heats up, and then. Um, at the end of 2021, he got promoted from single A to high A, and in 2022, he got promoted from double A to triple A in the same game, so, or in the same year. So, all right. So he's he still he get seems hot. to thrive under pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the pressure is on. He plays for the Yankees. There's he plays pressure. for the Yankees. God, <laughs> Every, there's always pressure. So much pressure, but pressure did help Christian Yelich and Tommy Edmond to get their first homers of the year. Bless up. Um, can we talk real quick about that stupid cheese hat that the Brewers are now wearing in celebration what, when somebody hits a homer? They stole it from the Packers. 
It, I haven't seen this cheese hat. Shouldn't it be like a beer, I have. A beer hat? You know, with the with the two cans and the two straws. Yeah, I would. It would make sense with the Brewers. When I was watching the highlights of Christian Yelich hitting his first homer, I was like, "Yay! I'm so happy for him!" And then when he put that stupid cheese hat on, I'm like, "God damn it! This really maybe they got paid by kills the, the vibe." They're really getting like wild with like across the league getting wild, and I want to talk about one specific one later. It, yeah, later when we're talking about oh else. yeah, save it, save it. We gotta save Ugh. it. Um, <laughs> but like I, I was even seeing like the Rays have like a, a a sword that one of their fans gave them, and like um, who God who is it that has a beer bong now? Somebody's doing a beer bong well, celebration. See, no, that's kind of cool. That's uh, um, acceptable. That's acceptable, non-offensive. Yeah, they're like they're getting they're getting real wild. Should be the Padres because um, no, yeah. it's not the Padres. It's like the Friars. They they made beer, right? <laughs> um, maybe I don't know. Hmm. Um, right, the well. beer bong honestly should be Milwaukee, but it should be they uh-huh. they blew it. They blew it. So or we're St. proud Louis. of you, Christian. Yeah. We're, oh yeah, Bush, St. Louis Bush yeah. Stadium. Bush Stadium. Is it still Bush Stadium or is it some kind of dot com thing now? It's probably the crypto.com arena. Yeah. Well, before we move on to pitchers, um, a little bit of uh, sad news, bad news. Um, last Saturday uh, on the 8th, Travis Darno um, had a big collision um, in the game against the Pirates um, and he got taken out of the game. He's on the IL. Um, this is his fourth concussion, so they're taking it pretty seriously. Mm. Holy um, shit! Yeah, uh, and um, oh my god, what's the what's the manager uh, Brian Snicker? Um, I think I think that it I think it, that I was reading that his son has has experience with um, with like getting multiple concussions as well. So they're taking it very seriously. Um, he's he's on the IL. He's he's being monitored, but um, he's he's probably. Like it sounded like from what I was reading that they're not as much concerned with when he can play again, but they're more concerned with like making sure that this isn't going to uh, affect him in the long term because he's had so many concussions. Yeah, man, that's scary. really scary. Yeah, yeah. So we hope you get better soon, Travis, and we hope you listen to our podcast <laughs> to, to help you feel better. You need the Asians in baseball bump. Yeah. Yes, the Asian in baseball. Your brain is still good bump. Yeah. Yeah. A gentle yeah. bump. Just a gentle just, No bump. Just an just elbow tap, you know. Yeah. 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 Just yeah. a just fe- a feather. Just a little gust a little a little gust it's of like, wind. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. right. That's for you. That's for you. All right, shall we move on to the pitchers? Oh um, boy. Let's do it. Well, Scott blew Kenta Maeda's second start I yesterday. For I jinxed it. I turned it on, mm-hmm. and he, it was like I forget fourth or fifth inning. No, he had no runs allowed, and I was excited. So I texted y'all, "Look, Maeda's jamming, yeah!" And then as soon as I te- hit send, they got runners on, and they started scoring on him. Like oh, truly, like minutes shit. later. Yeah. Oof. So my bad, Kenta. I I won't I won't do that again. So. You apologize to Kim because you, apologize you ruined to- you ruined it for her son. That's right, you did. You ruined it for my son. I didn't, and I'm sure he he believes in that too. Because like 
previously he during one of his like when he was like doing a rehab start somewhere that uh, he was like nearby and he showed up to a game to like support his team and then they started losing yeah. after he no, showed up and he was like yeah yeah he was like um i'm gonna leave sorry yeah. oops <laughs> so yeah and, uh, we'll 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 get like a shinto priest or a japanese uh Esque uh, shaman. I really don't know what you guys do over in Japan in terms of your religious and curse breaking ways, but uh, uh, Scott will foot the bill for he has placed a jinx on you. So I think that Scott just not watching him pitch is like probably gonna well, work. I won't. I won't comment on it. I won't. Yeah. You. Won't okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mouth shut. You can. You can watch silently yeah. and not have and any any feelings myself. one way or another and about it. Center myself. Maybe some deep breathing and just yeah, just exist. Yeah. It's not a hundred percent Scott's fault. It seems to me that across the league, um, Asian pitchers are just not having a great time right now. Except for one. Um, Kenta got beat up. Kikuchi got beat up. Yu Darvish got beat up. Fujinami got beat up. These guys are getting, they're getting roughed around. <laughs> they're getting. All right. All right. For Fujinami's, you know, sake, because this is his second start, his ERA is like 18 right now or something. Hey, down from high. 30. Fabulous. Yeah. Yes. He cut it yes. in half. It, so. it was against the Rays. And to his defense, the A's have lost terribly Almost every game in the series, no, every game against the Rays, the A's have lost just terribly, like high, high digits, like losing yeah. eight, seven, six, seven, eight, nine plus. So, um, and you know. and in his defense, uh, on Saturday when he started Fujinami, he did take a no hitter into the fourth inning before the Rays started dunking on him. So again, again, he was doing well. And that's why whoever it was we talked about last time was like they should have brought him in in a relief capacity instead. But I think the A's are just too hard up for pitching. So but this time, like, you know, previously he got two innings and then he started getting lit up. This time he got four innings and then he started getting lit up. So, you know, it's there's a there's an improvement. There's yeah. 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 But he did get he did get lit up. Yeah. Well, Um, I mean, who's not getting lit up by the. By the Sen- Rays right now. Senga is pitching well, so that's a that's been a bright spot. Senga yes. is yeah, Senga is pitching well. He won against the Marlins. Um, yes, six innings pitched, three hits, one run, six strikeouts. So that was good. That nasty ghost forkball is really people. People are talking about it. Oh my the god, media is talking about it. They love it. I was watching video of the ghost fork ball. It's so crazy. Like when you when you swing at it, it it moves out of the way. When yeah. you don't swing at it, it stays in the strike zone. That's wild. Whatever That's wild. Sangha is doing, can that be transferred to Fujinama and also Kikuchi and Kintamaya? Like let's just spread share the world all of this. Share whatever the wealth. He, yeah, whatever he's doing, it's 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 working really well. And right. even though Yusei Kikuchi did get lit up by the Angels, well, guess what? The Angels did what the Angels do really well and um, 100% lost, lost their They lost! Wow! <laughs> Incredible stuff. First of all, the Angels are like, I think that they listen to the podcast and they get confused because they think that we want them to be better, but then they get better always at the wrong time against the wrong pitchers. Exactly. Um, 
but the like luckily for Kikuchi, he it was a no decision um, because the Blue Jays offense had his back. Hmm. Let's think about that. Hitters just have these guys back, and Shohei Shohei did get two hits on Kikuchi, including a two run home run. So that's that's hard. Yeah, but Shohei always has done really well against Kikuchi. Last mm. year, he I think he also hit a homer against Kikuchi. I don't I can't say for the years before um, because I don't think I was paying attention that much. And uh, Shohei Otani has not did not yet like entered my um my Your consciousness. Uh, <laughs> Lip- yeah, libido. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but. It's it it was it was a very rough week for uh, Asian pitchers. It seems like it seems like did anybody get run support? Did anybody get run support except for uh, Kikuchi and Senga? I don't know. I think they were the only two out of like six, six or seven Asian pitchers. They were the only two to get run support. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the odds are, but um, yeah. Uh... Yeah, it's, it's one. It week. was rough. So it'll it'll balance out. Maybe not, and, maybe not for Shohei, but for for everyone else. Yeah, <laughs> it was also it was it was rough for it was rough for you, Darvish, um, as well. But I was reading something interesting that uh, that that since he since with the World Baseball Classic, he was doing whatever Team Japan needed him to do. To win, including he came out of the bullpen twice, yeah. um, which uh, according to MLB, he had never done in his 11 big league seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when he got back to the Padres, as we remember, his opening day start got pushed because he was he didn't feel like he was going to be ready. And so now he's like he's just like out of whack. Like he's just like he's he's off his um, he's off his 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 schedule, I think. Mm and also, I don't know if y'all see, saw this, but the but uh, there were two very like the Mets uh, that he was pitching against the Mets, and the Mets had two really nuts. This is not Asians in baseball, but it's against an Asian, so there, there yeah. you go. Um, they had two really nuts hits where the hits um, went right onto the foul line, two batters in a row, and like. Manny Machado was just like watching them because, you know, he was like, well, they might go foul. And then they just didn't go foul. They both just stopped on the line. That's hard because you have to decide pretty quick whether you're going to try and field it and make the throw or let it go. Yeah. Um, <sighs> and even I'm you not Darvish. Really... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, even you Darvish was like, he was like, I don't know if I'm like happy that I got to see something that rare or if I'm like <laughs> upset because it was like against me. Yeah. More upset, I would guess. Yeah. All right, Manny. I know how much you love Kim Ah Sung, but it's time for you to love you, Darvish, too. So yeah, learn something again. in Japanese. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Show show some love to to you since you cost him those two hits. Um, but <sighs> even though you, Darvish, got a loss, Shohei got his second win. Bless up. And, and even though he hit a wonderful home run against y- Yusei Kikuchi, what the hell is that new celebration hat? We we just need to get this out of oh the way God. before, I before we talk about his stats, which are completely nuts right now. But what, what the 
fuck is going on? Okay, it's so hideous. We were talking about this was it last night, and um, I it's I'm of two minds because yeah, it's hideous and it's terrible, but it feels like the team is acknowledging Otani's role and dominance, and you know just it it's kind of like a you know he's he just surpassed Trout as sort of the face and the identity of the team. So it they mean well, I think, but it's kind of fucked up. It's it's kind of like yeah, that's it feels it, racist. It feels, I'm gonna say yeah, it. Yeah, 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 exactly. But I can and see it's how gonna they, suck they when mean we start well. seeing that. Well, Rendon broke it last night, so um, one of those one of those so, things knocked got knocked the horns <laughs> got knocked off. So well, that tracks with his uh, very aggressive yeah, yeah, nature. Yeah, just calm down. Um, yeah. But, um it's i just you know the thing is is that we've we've talked about this before how much we do not like angels fans how we think orange county does not recognize the greatness of shohei otani or even fucking mike trout you know yeah otherwise because they they would be sold out because it's it's mike fucking trout he is and it's Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. Otani yeah. together. And if I oh. see non-Japanese people wearing that fucking helmet in the stands, if I see the Angels try to sell a version of this oh, gosh. and or or give like the first the first 300 fans who come to the Angels game, you're not going to get a fucking bubble he- bobblehead. You're going to get this Japanese samurai-esque hat. If I see that, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. Um, I this is this is where I really feel like I am especially cursed since Shohei Otani is the reason why I became such a big baseball fan. But me as Korean person, um, you know. The co stands for Korean. That's my last name. But um, <laughs> I can't like I, I I look at this and I just I remember when I first saw the helmet and I saw Mike Trout wearing it because he hit a lot of home runs this past weekend. I screamed and Scott can attest to that because I was with I was either at your house or your or your parents' house watching the game and I screamed. I. I literally screamed out loud. I could, I cannot handle this. The first time I saw it, it didn't register to me. It was like not, it was like on Mike Trout or something. Like it, it didn't register to me that it was supposed to be a Japanese like samurai helmet. I was just like, oh. And then when I saw Shohei wearing it from his first home run, I was like, oh no. Mm. I was like, what'd you guys fucking do? Why'd you do this? Why'd you do this? Wait. This is not, this is not okay. So is this an upgrade or a downgrade from the, the Gene Autry cowboy hat? This is for sure. This is this downgrade. Is downgrade. Downgrade. The hat because... was pretty bad too. The cowboy hat. Is, uh... But the yeah. hat was like, it was like kind of like, it didn't really make any sense. Like, you know, a cowboy hat in Anaheim doesn't really make yeah, any sense. Well, but like. I don't know. I died a little time, a little bit every time Shohei put it on. It was like, oh no, that's not for you. And what is it? What does he not. think? What do we think that he thinks about it? Because well, I know. Well, he was he smiling. It, he ripped it off one time. They put him on him and he just immediately just 
took it off and tossed it to the side. So Yeah, but was that because he does not like the cowboy hat or the fact that he just hit like a three-run homer and the Angels were still losing and he was pitching that game? Right, because we have seen, like, we did see that with with the cowboy hat previously, where like they tried to put it on him, and he was like, "Hey guys, like yeah. you, you're not doing anything over here, so I don't want to be part of your thing." Um, <laughs> oh, okay. But yeah, I, I'm curious what he thinks about it because uh, yeah. well, on Sunday there was a big fucking smile on his face yeah. while they put that helmet he on because people in Japan don't understand anything about racism and s- s- systemic structures that cause marginalization and so where is you darvish when you need him yeah you darvish when I need him. <laughs> yeah he's, he's japanese too i i, I would guess but Wakanda's he's half okay. iranian he's darker he's darker know, skin Japan, for so it's the, it's the yeah vibe. with the last name of darvish yeah, yeah. So he, and he being half iranian so he he at least has experienced some color you know what I can't speak for him you darvish would you like to come on this podcast yeah, and speak about colorism yeah, and and a multiracial identity, being Japanese and also of Iranian descent. You guys, I just, it just really I don't know if bums we should be filling out. his head with all this, like, race identity stuff. He just needs to find well, a release point on his slider. We no. <laughs> we have talked no. about this. We have talked about this before, though. Like, the, the differences between the U.S.-raised Asian players right. and the foreign-born Asian yeah, players, yeah. or the internationally-born Asian yeah. players, right? Like yeah, Stephen Kwan would be upset about this helmet. And right. you know what? Maybe he is, or maybe he's, maybe, maybe he is, maybe he doesn't know about it. Maybe yeah. he's like, this isn't my business. Shohei can feel however he wants to feel about it. But yeah. um, as I, I think the conclusion is that as Asian American fans, we don't love it. We don't love it. No. Yeah, and will. also as, and also as a Korean fan, don't love it either. No, we definitely just, don't love it. Yeah. We can feel our ancestors fucking, they're upset. This is this is why I know I'm cursed. People don't believe me when I say I'm cursed, but like truly people don't understand that my favorite baseball player, Shohei Otani, this Japanese man, is wearing this Japanese thing that like killed a lot of Korean people. And uh I just like uh and then like the Timberwolves lost yesterday. I just like people don't understand my cursed existence. Anyway, <laughs> the, anyway, the curse back, is real. Let's let's talk about some well, exciting Shohei Otani news. Yes, yes. There was some so, really good stuff happening. So Shohei Otani, let's talk about what the fuck is going like holy shit. It's crazy. It's just crazy. Yesterday he pitched against the Nationals, seven shout shut out innings just only one hit struck out six so far he has only allowed one run in 19 the 19 innings that he has so far pitched this year his era is 0.47 0.47 it is the lowest era in angels history as of now to start off a season um you you guys his his ops is 979 and that is but the but the ops allowed us pitcher is 413 like it's it's crazy and he's hitting 300 right now and he's already had three homers and he has eight rbis this is shohei fucking otani it's nuts it's just yeah what the hell and to add to add on to that also um thank you to rowan kavner on twitter um his uh, his ERA in the last 10 games dating back to last year is 0. 
So this is like, you know, he's he's staying hot and um, his opponents are batting 100 against him. Wow. It's it's just crazy. And unlike, you know, even though you Darvish did come out of the bullpen a couple times in the WBC, Shohei also closed in the WBC. He seems to be entirely unaffected but by the the schedule and and Well, he's used to having to like regimen. do yeah, everything safe. for the Angels, uh, you know. So, I think that <laughs> that contributes to his ability to, you know, just do it all. And maybe he'll run the Boston Marathon this weekend as they make their yeah. way to... It's a matter of time. Does he have enough time yeah. to do it? It's not It's not a matter of... I mean, of yeah. The Boston, Mar- the, the Boston Marathon probably starts at like 6 or 7 in the morning. Um, for somebody like him, already an athlete, he can easily do it probably without any training in like three hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then a little recovery time. He's got state-of-the-art uh, massage equipment and personal masseuses and all of that kind of stuff. Rest up, fuel up, and then pitch and hit. It would be a nice warm-up to you know, get the blood flowing. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I do want to say that he they're introducing this new pitch that he's doing as a sweeper. And Scott, mm. do you want to just kind of okay. talk a little bit about that? Well, it's just a sweeping slider, right? So it's not like like the Shuto, which is st- – okay, so all these names of pitches, it's controversial because – you know, when Daisuke Matsuzaka came over with the Shuto pitch, they were like, what is it? And it was kind of, they also called it a gyro ball, you know, because it, it kind of just had this unearthly mo- like curve to it, like a left turn it would make. But it would also, <laughs> the cool thing about Matsuzaka's pitch was it would make a left turn and then it seemed to, at the very end, kind of straighten out or maybe even turn to the right. <laughs> it's like defied physics. Um but it's a slider. So wipeout slider, sweeping slider, anything that, that really moves left or right, you know, not, not up or down in the plane necessarily, but, or, or if it does, that's even better. But so Shohei's always had this sort of wipeout slider, the sweeping slider. I think just because he's Shohei, they gave it a name, the sweeper. <laughs> Cause, um, I, I've never heard that. I've never seen it listed on, on a pitcher's arsenal before you know because other pitchers have amazing sliders this is a golden age of pitching right now and that's why batting averages are way down um home runs are kind of down you know it's like man these these breaking pitches are ridiculous i forget who it was on mlb like a former player who played in like the 80s was like yeah we didn't have that back then we didn't have to contend with this level of breaking stuff so sweeper fine it's it's a sweeping slider it's pretty unhittable because yeah. it's for Shohei. He, he's so tall. He'll start that thing. It looks like it's on the inside corner of a right-handed batter, and then it just sweeps all the way t- to his left out of the strike zone. And so you see these guys just flailing, you know, one hand trying to like make like make a volley in tennis with with their bat. So yeah, sweeper, sweeping slider. I'm assuming that's what it is. Fascinating. Yeah. Well, and one thing I do want to close out before we move on to our our featured MLB past star is that Shohei in an interview yesterday when they at when the reporters asked him how he feels about having, you know, one of the lowest ERAs, well, he does have the lowest ERA right now in the league and 
I think he like surpassed a record that Nolan Ryan set at the Angels. And he said, well, there's plenty of things I need to improve on. I haven't gone one, two, three yet this year. In an inning? <laughs> yep. Really? Or... I mean, or that's, he hasn't struck out the side? Is that is that what he was saying? Yeah, he hasn't struck okay, out yeah, the side. He's gone yet. one, two, so, three. Like, yeah. yeah, he has gone one, two, three, but he hasn't struck out struck out the side. Oh, and I'm just wow. like, okay, right. he Shohei. He just keeps making challenges for himself. Yeah, maybe he should go run the marathon just to make it fair. challenged a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm a little tired now. Damn. All right. So take a break. Come back. Talk about. Hi, I'm Quincy Cho. And I'm Kay Khan Apu. And we host Marvel Makeup. It's a podcast where I teach Quincy a little about Marvel. And I teach Kay a little bit about makeup. Join us as we watch and talk about every movie and TV show in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which I'm mostly watching for the first time. And join us as we apply makeup stuff to our faces, which I'm using for the first time. Marvel Makeup is part of the Potluck Podcast Collective, and you can find new episodes every other Monday wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can catch video versions of Marvel Makeup on our YouTube channel. So please rate, review, and subscribe. And please give us five stars so our Asian moms will understand why we buy so much electronic equipment. Because it's for this podcast, Marvel Makeup. And we are back. And I'm sure you guys have missed this a uh, segment that we used to do last year, a player profile on a former Asian in baseball. Um, this segment, we're going to be talking about Hideki Matsui, Godzilla. And I would like to dedicate this to my friend, Masami, who has been asking me when we're going to profile Matsui. Well, today is your day. It's all about Hideki Matsui, Godzilla. Man, this guy. Well, what an icon. What a really? legend. Truly, you know, we already profiled Hideo Nomo, who, you know, is the first uh, Asian-born player in the modern MLB, showed that Asians were wicked pitchers. And then you had Ichiro, who showed that uh, you can be an amazing outfielder, amazing, amazing hitter. And then Hideki Matsui, who showed that Asians can be power hitters. Clutch power hitter. Yeah. Yeah. There have been some power hitters, and we, we, we should talk about those other guys, too. But, yeah, Matsui came over and just immediately started raking. Now, when he was in Japan, he was he was beloved in Japan. And the Japanese have this thing, and maybe the Koreans do too, where so- someone, someone named him, I think it was a journalist, named him Godzilla. Because he had some major skin issues, and his face was very kind of lumpy or bumpy, which I think he had it fixed, but it was still never fully fixed. But there's... The Japanese have this thing where they can make fun of someone for being ugly, is what they literally were saying. But they still love him. And so it it was it was kind of a mixed thing where like it's a term of endearment and they're kind of poking fun at him. But they loved the guy. He was he played ten years in the in the Japan League and was just just lit it up. Um MVPs, all stars world champions or Japan series champions three times with, and he played for basically the Yankees of the Nippon league, the Yomiuri giants, the Tokyo team. So, um, and then let me just say this and I'll give it to you guys. Uh, he, 
he was I was reading like backstories and apparently he was in like a high school game and he was so good in high school that other teams didn't pitch to him. And he played in a game where he was intentionally walked five times, all five at bats intentionally walked. People were booing. You know, that that's that's not cool, especially in high school, but that's how terrified but what made it a story beyond that was he did not complain. He didn't, his face never changes. <laughs> he he didn't look mad. He didn't look, you know, confused or upset. He just took, just took the four balls and ran to first, like, like, like nothing. And so he became like this model, I hate to say it, model player of like, you know, he's got class and he's, he doesn't, doesn't get upset. And that would serve him well because he would go on to play for the Yankees <laughs> where people, if he doesn't, you know, if he strikes out, he's going to hear the boos and, and, and the pressure is, is so high. And he was on a team. He, he became a star on a team that already had Jeter, you know, Bernie Williams, Gary Sheffield had joined the team. Um, I, th- I think Paul O'Neill was still there. You know, this, this was like a murderer's row and he just stepped right in and started raking. And um, those first three years in New York, he didn't miss a single game. So he was kind of an Iron Man too. Um, he had already had a, a, a game streak established in Japan. So if you put it all together, it was like 1,200 games he played in a row between Japan and America. Um, and then the injury bug kind of kind of caught up with him as he, he was getting older. He was he was in his 30s. Um, so we did, the Mer- America didn't get to see his prime. But man, they saw some amazing play. So, you guys have thoughts? Well, just to go back for a second about what you were saying about him being walked, uh, intent walked five five times in a row in the same in the yeah. same game. Um, I was reading that. Uh, so he very interestingly is a left-handed batter and a right-handed thrower. Um, and when I read more about that, it was because, uh, according to whatever the source was on Wikipedia, this book that um, is out there. As a child, his older brother, um, he would play with his older brother and his older brother's friends, but he was so good that his older brother was like, you need to bat with your left hand or you can't play with us anymore. And then he just became very good at that also. So I wonder if because he was, because he had this experience from a very young age of like being very good and people being like, no, we don't want to play with you because you're too good and it's not fair to the rest of us. Like, you know, when he gets intent walk five times in a row in in high school, he's probably like, yeah, whatever. Like, uh, I get it. (laughs) He's like, what if I bat right? Uh, Yeah. Can you pitch to me then? Yeah. Yeah. But really, uh, truly legendary legendary player so i you know i typically try not to read from the new york post because it's a a trash publication with trash people and just is everything wrong about our current state of american life and american media consumption but i i did see this where you know hideki matsui who actually lives in connecticut in um and also has a place in New York, uh, according to this New York Post article, which is probably true because they're probably stalking him. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a baseball clinic, and he and he coaches all of these kids. And what's really crazy? What what? Of course, Matsui is doing a great job, you know, inspiring the next generation of baseball players. Really awesome. But what was most surprising about this article was actually not the article, but the comments section. Oh, the no. comments where yet 
this is why it's the New York Post. That's why, you know, we all know it's trash. But I'm going to read some of the comments that are written by uh, white, white sounding names or just non-Japanese, non-Asian sounding names. One person wrote, Matsui was such an exciting player to watch. Miss him. He was awesome. Another person wrote, he wasn't just World Series champ. He was the MVP of that series. How can the writer overlook that? Exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point. And so, you know, yeah. one person also wrote, my favorite Yankee during his time with the team. It's all positive comments. Wow. It's yeah. all positive. Because That's a thousand percent not the direction that I thought I know. this was going to go. I was, yeah. was cringing. Yeah. Here we go. No, no, no. There... One one guy even wrote, I'm very sorry, my texts are blowing up, so very sorry about that. Um, one person wrote, preferred him over Derek Jeter. Wow. Love that guy. The quintessential professional. A great player. What would we give for a ver- younger version of him today? He saved us in 2009, and I'm sure he was the favorite of many of the posters here. Yeah. 2009 was uh, when he was the MVP of the World Series, right? Yep. Yep. So we, and, we should get to that, but we just have to point out his first game at Yankee Stadium, he hits a grand slam. Like, and he was the first Yankee to ever do that. Right. In his first game, I mean, that place was going nuts. And so, to you know, I'll I'll give shade to the Yankees and the Yankee fans all the time, but they do have a high baseball IQ as a as a body as a as a fan base. You know, higher than most other cities. And so when someone like that, a true talent comes along, they they do recognize, you know, so. But to yeah. even have the New York, the, the New Yorkers and the Yankees fans say that on in the comment section of the New York Post, which is usually the cesspool of humanity's yeah. worse. <laughs> yeah. And in fact, they're all saying, you know who they're shitting on? They're, shit, they're shitting on Cashman in the comments. They're shitting on Cashman, but they're loving Matsui. That's. Yes typical yeah it is I mean, it is typical cashman but, orchestrated you know so many world series teams that um it's pretty hard to but okay so the one yeah. bad thing about the first year was he should have won by a landslide the rookie of the year but a couple yeah. of writers wouldn't vote for him because they said he was too old and those same jim guys... suhan and bill baloo we <laughs> will call you out publicly yeah here. and they had voted apparently for ichiro you know who who is also not a spring chicken to be so they just they just had enough Asians <laughs> they just they hit their Asian quota and they're like no nope, can't vote for another one so they made up some shit you know and, and the, that is some fucked up racist ass shit I do yeah, not like uh, that Yankees owner this is a, quoted from Wikipedia yeah which also cred, uh, the source is the same book that I can't say whether or not the book is real <laughs> Yankees owner George Steinbrenner responded by pointing out that this had not been this had not prevented either writer from voting for Ichiro Suzuki or Kazuhiro Sasaki both of whom had previously played in the MPB for several years and were the two oldest players to have received the award and stated he felt Matsui had been robbed yeah he was he was mm-hmm 287, mm-hmm. 16 homers, 106 RBIs. Is, so, you know, maybe his defense hurt him. He had a little trouble out in left field. Um, not not terrible. Um, no, it really seems like they just... Who but won yeah. Who won Rookie of the Year that year? Yeah, I was Do looking we know? this up. Um, Baroa. Angel Baroa. 
It was good. Sorry, on hell, I don't know anything about you. Yeah, I don't, I don't I'm sorry. Know. Was he a World Series MVP or just an yeah. MVP? Well, this was 2004, 2003, 2003. So I don't know. I don't know. Who stood against the test of time? <laughs> well, certainly sounds like yeah. Matsui did. Anyway, very yeah. sick. It probably of depends this on the circles shit. that you're talking to. <laughs> yeah. But but uh, that's. He he did he did certainly uh, make a big splash, uh, most notably in the 2009 World Series. Sorry yeah. to my husband who asked me to stop talking about him on the podcast, and so sorry again. But um, Matsui uh, Matsui and the Yankees uh, uh, faced the Philadelphia Phillies in the 2009 World Series. So let's let's talk about Matsui's tear through through they this. Just could not get him out. It was. It was ridiculous. It was like he. It seemed like every at bat he came up with runners on, and came through. It was just, I felt bad for the Phillies because they just had no answer for him. It, it was he was dominant, and I think that same year he just wiped out the Red Sox in the in the playoffs too. Probably. Um, it was in just the postseason in, terror, man. Just hmm. in the World Series in six <clears throat> games he hit. He hit and 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 I'm not. Uh, this is this is what I'm reading. Don't don't adjust your don't adjust your station or whatever they say. He hit six fifteen. He yeah. went eight for thirteen with three home runs yeah. and eight RBI. I yeah. mean, my God! If somebody hit six fifteen in 2023, I my brain would explode. Yeah, and that was over like um, several games, right? Seven games. Yeah, six um, games. Six games. Six so. games. Yeah, I mean that's just on fire. I mean that's that's just they should they should have just done what the high schoolers did and just intentionally walked him. <laughs> that would have been, but that, that would have been, been tough because he was in this deep lineup. I mean th- that lineup was just mashing. Um, so yeah, what he, are you going to do? Base like probably wasn't open or you know, right? You're going to intent walk Matsui to face Derek Jeter. So it doesn't sound great. Doesn't sound like a yeah, great plan. Gary Sheffield and um, I forget who all the. Mashers were on that team, but that was but was A Rod on on A Rod was on the team, yeah. yeah. After two thousand four, I believe. I mean, my goodness, and he also uh, he he only he so he was the World Series MVP, but he only started uh, he was DHing in in the World Series, so he didn't yeah. even play all of the games because at the time there was no DH in the NL. In the NL. Let's bring that back, That's right? Um, but he he became the first. Japanese play born player to become the World Series MVP and also the first player ever to uh become the World Series MVP as the DH. Yeah, he was having I I think his defensive woes were because of his injuries and because of his um And how old here. was he at that point? He had to be in his like mid thirties by two thousand nine. Um yeah, because when he retired in two thousand nineteen thirteen. Thir- 2000, he retired in 2013. Okay. Um, but he had played 20 years, so. Wow. I mean, the toll that that takes on your body yeah, is yeah. like. He was 39. I mean, he was 35 in 2009. Yeah, Wow. I mean, yeah. that's incredible. Also, um, like, because we talk, we talk a lot about, and not just us, like, everybody talks a lot about, like, comparing, like, Shohei Otani to Babe Ruth. 
But uh, Matsui had his own uh, his own like you know brush with with greatness. Um, he became the third player in Major League history to bat 500 or above and hit three home runs in the same World Series, joining only Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig. Yeah. So he was he was doing it. Yeah. yeah. Because he, he actually he was, played for a team that could get to the playoffs. <laughs> well, and win must be nice. And Must when he was nice. in Japan, he picked number 55 because that was the record home runs hit by Sadaharu O. Oh. So mm. he and he ended he hit 50 home runs in Japan. So the dude could rake. I mean, 500 and something, seven, eight home runs in his career between Japan and America. And he's a he's a Hall of Famer in Japan. Um. Yeah, he, he ought can, to be Hall of Fame. You know, when 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 can he become eligible for the Hall of Fame here? Uh, he's already been uh, cast cast away from from the. Oh, he has uh, been. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't have the career numbers. To, to I see. I see. Well, we appre- You're in the Asians in Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's what we're putting him in today, right? That's uh, that's yeah. He's definitely like the greatest clutch power hitter of. Um, because poor Ichiro didn't get into the postseason a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> the uh, Mariners. Yeah, so, um, yeah, he and just clutch, and I think that's what that's what gets you respect in New York. You know, the ability to step up in the big moments, and that's mm-hmm. what I think of when I think of Matsui. And then just completely unflappable. He, he his face never changed. He was just always. <laughs> He, whether he made an error or he hit a grand slam and was circling the bases, he was just constant, just just solid. And I think New York just loved that about him. They just he was unflappable. Yeah, he yeah. came in to came in to do the job. Yeah. Well, he did really, you know, inspired this next generation of Japanese players. And he picked fifty five. And guess who also picked fifty five. Munatanka Murakami, who is the Babe Ruth of the Nippon League right now. And the reason why he picked that number was also for the same reasons that um, Matsui did, but also in honor of Matsui because he wants to be a power hitter like him too. So, you know, definitely um, what... um, Matsui did and was able to accomplish in both the Nippon League and the MLB has really inspired the next generation. And and we we definitely saw it in the World Baseball. Well, we didn't see it throughout the entire World Baseball Classic. But we saw flashes. Play. Yeah, Murakami definitely did get the yips. But um, by the time... But he did. But he, he also came, came up big end. in big spots. Yeah, he came up big in big spots. Yeah. He did both in the semifinal against Mexico like and in the championship. Also. Yeah, he's very, yeah, he's, he's a baby. I think 20, 23. 23. And, yeah. 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 So, well, I mean, this, this kid was born in 2000. So he was nine uh-huh. years old when he uh-huh. saw Matsui just rip it. Right. Wow. Like, and, and that's what's really great about when we talk about players like Matsui and, and Ichiro is, is that they really, set the bar and they really showed these kids what was possible yeah and they showed america what's possible too it it just gave me so much pride to because you know this is early on in asians in baseball you know there's there wouldn't be a podcast because you'd only be talking to like five or six maybe ten players at any given time um i went to a dodger game the, the yankees came to 
to Dodger Stadium in 2004, and I have pictures. Maybe we can post them. I have pictures of uh, my dad had really good seats. He was splitting season tickets with a few other guys, and we got to go to this one game. And um, I got pictures of A Rod. I got pictures of Jeter, and I got a lot of pictures of Matsui um, at at the plate. So it was just so cool to see someone just just being so great. Um, even if even if he was a Yankee, it it <laughs> still gave me some pride. It was like, yeah, represent, dude. That's that's great. But he definitely seemed like one of the good ones. He he didn't have, you know, it it, it must have been such an interesting time for Matsui to be on the Yankees, right? Because you have A Rod and Derek Jeter who are <laughs> in their active feud or non feud or. Well, yeah. feud, according to the Captain documentary. <laughs> and and then you have someone, like, they're feuding. Who's going to be the top dog of the Yankees? Who, you know, who's the star of the Yankees? And then you have someone like Matsui who's just like, okay, you guys can, you guys can have all of this, but I, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to, I'm just going to hit homers. I'm yeah. just going to be super clutch. I'm just going to help you. Yeah. 300, 100, 100 RBIs, 100 runs, 30 homers. That's, that's what you could count on for like those four years. It was just, it was money. And I'll say this, so if Nate's listening, this is for you, Nate. Those Yankee teams were pretty great. Those were class dudes. Like, Bernie Williams can't get better, you know. Jeter, class. You know, all all the – and then, you know, Matsui just fit right in with that vibe. You know, they were professional baseball players, played the game right. You know, they had a couple of weirdos, you know, like A-Rod and um, (laughs) – like I think Sheffield was – got caught doing steroids at the time um but sheffield was you know had matured and he was a classy guy but at that point he was a hothead in his his youth but um yeah those were good those were great teams and like like i said just the idea that he was like the centerpiece of that lineup um yeah it was great great. he did clean it up for the yankees yeah and he 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 oh my god why won't my brain work right now (laughs) he was he was holding it down in the two thousand, in the early two thousands, and then here in twenty twenty three, we're like, wow, the Yankees now have three Asians in their lineup. Omg, indeed, impossibly another Asian. Yeah. As Yankees fans are eyeing Murakami as the next Matsui for the franchise, because oh, shit. oh my god, yeah. I can't. No, come on. Yeah. I mean, I want I mean, him to get a lot of money, but not there. I think you should not go to the there. Twins. <laughs> I'm not going to say no to that. Let's I think spread, a lot of players should spread the Asian. I think he needs to come on. to the Dodgers. Period. All right. They might okay. Have- Why are you guys so greedy? Because the Dodgers are the front runner, most likely for Otani, and the Twins just doesn't have the money or nor the <laughs> environment nor the culture to handle or give Shohei Otani what he... You guys need to stop being so selfish as Dodgers fans. I, absolutely I'm just, not. No fucking way. Kind of we need more we Asian people on this team. It is absolutely shameful yeah. that we're getting our ass wiped by the Pirates. The Pirates have more Asians than the Dodgers. Everybody does, seems like. Yes, you know. every, everybody has more Asians, it seems like, than the Dodgers. It, now the Reds have more Asians, active Truly Asian shameful. players, than players, the Dodgers. Yeah. But I'm just saying, if we're going to talk about Murakami, where he should where he should go in the MLB, maybe not the Dodgers. Okay. Anyway, yeah. but that is the legacy of Matsui. And, it's, and, you know, 
I really hate that when you were talking about that earlier about, you know, Japan calling him ugly, but then also loving him. Because everything you read about this guy, it's nothing but positive things about him. Yep. Unlike mm-hmm. Bejiwan, there's been no talk of any kind of sexual assault, which is great. Love that. Love that. It seems like Matsui respects women on that most basic level. Um, and as far as we know, of course, but it, you know, I, before we did this episode and I'm Googling and I'm looking at it, all of these articles are just so positive. You know, he's a good guy. He works hard. He has a great attitude. Super nice. He, when Derek Jeter went to Japan, it was Matsui who was showing him. Well, obviously, of course, Matsui would be the one showing Derek Jeter around Japan, but yeah, you know, and they, um, I, I read that too, that, um, after uh, there was some, I'm sorry, I'm doing a terrible job of explaining this, but after a natural disaster, um, Derek Jeter and uh, Hideki Matsui like had like a a home run derby and like a, a baseball clinic to help raise money together. So oh. they seems like they were buds. <clears throat> was it like the Fukushima? Um, yeah, it was the Fukushima fun fundraiser yeah. after the tsunami. <sighs> Yeah, but mm-hmm. he seems like a really good, nice guy. I don't. I also don't. I don't love that they they called Did him that dirty. because of his because oh. of his. Well, it skin. started in Japan, so at least it didn't start in America. Oh my God! If they started it in America, that would be yeah. very but it bad. Became, but it became less about his appearance and more about his strength um, as yes. he, as his career progressed. So, but yeah, yeah it kind of was shitty when it started. And we do. Sh- we should also point out he played one year for the Angels. <laughs> <laughs> after after the Yankees didn't want to, he walked. He he walked so that Shohei Otani could run again. <laughs> he did and good I, too. So he, like one year, yeah. He the Yankees signed him to a one day contract in yeah. 2013, so, so he, he could, could retire, retire as, a as that was classy. Yeah, but what would have been classier is if they renewed his contract after him winning the World Series for them. I'm not happy about that. Even yeah. though I do I do appreciate that video of when the Yankees went to Angel Stadium or I don't remember but um they present Matsui with the ring, the Yankees, all his former teammates while he's in the Angels jersey yeah. just jump on him and they, you know, they love up on him. They're yeah. so they they were so excited to see him again and they were probably yeah. just like, "Remember how we were a team? Please don't hit 500 homers against us tonight." <laughs> but don't worry. He was playing for the Angels, so doesn't matter if he would have hit 500 home runs, the Angels still would have lost. Yeah. Burn. <laughs> they would have lost 501 to 500. On that note, do we have any any last thoughts about the legendary Hideki Matsui? No, that's that's it. I mean, there's obviously I, a lot more we could talk about, but for today, I hope he's well. Yes, yeah, he's doing well. well. Call into the yeah. show anytime. Oh my gosh! Please. Yeah, come on the show. Tell us what you think about everything. Yeah. Can we join your baseball clinic? I I don't know I how know, to I hit a to. I don't know how to hit a ball. So it's, a, it's and, back east. Yeah, it's it's probably in Connecticut. Road trip. Yeah. Road Road trip. trip. All right. Well, I guess that's a wrap on this episode of Hideki Matsui and another week or I guess another four days, five days of Asians in Baseball. Thank you so much for tuning in with us and we'll be back next time with more Asians in Baseball. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to Asians in Baseball. 
Connect with us on Instagram at Asians in Baseball, on Twitter at AZNs in Baseball, email us at Asiansinbaseball at gmail.com, or drop us an audio message on Anchor. Thanks.